listening to another audio podcast by ChristchurchChristianCenter.org. Or helping each other, or simply honking the flock in all their different purposes. They're in it together. They're in it together. They're going in the same direction. They're kind of one formation, or they're individual geese, and that enables them to accomplish what they are setting out to do, where they're going. And that's the point that I want to bring out this morning in as quick a time as possible before the coffee goes cold. The flock, the body, whatever picture you want to use, is in it together. We're in it together. The flock of geese support one another. They're all separate geese. They've all got different purposes, but they're all in it together. One formation. And Paul writes to the Roman church, for just as each of us has one body, we've all got one body with many members, different parts of our body, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So I want, you, I want to remind you this morning that you are part of one body. As Christ Church Christian Center, this is our body. You are part of one body. You are an individual. You have a purpose, but you are part of one body. You are part of the body of Christ. But it wasn't always this way for you. Before you were a Christian, you were on your own. But now you are a Christian, you are part of the body of Christ. Before you were saved, your destination was hell. But now you are saved, God has brought you into the body of Christ, and therefore you are safe in Him. You have eternal life in Him. And so you're, you're one body. You're part of the universal body of Christ, but you're part of the body of Christ here in Christchurch Christian Centre. And I know some of us, more, more than others of us maybe, are aware that you've got a physical body. Maybe more aware because you're aware of how it's going wrong than how it's going right. We know that when a member, a part of our body goes wrong, we feel it. It affects every, everything that we are, doesn't it? Some of us know that more than, than someone else. But the same is true of any organization, any team, group of people that are working together towards the same aim. If any one person is absent or poorly or anything else goes wrong with them, the whole team is affected. But we are one body. So it's responsibility of others in the body, just like the geese, two or three that fly out of formation to help the, the, the poorly goose. It's our responsibility to restore the person who is poorly or absent or anything else. Because we're one body, together, working together. That's how it should be anyway. I'd like you to... Look around at each other. Go on, look at each other. Everyone, have a look around. Say hello if you've not said hello, ever. <laughs> hello. So we're one body, but we're all different. Some of us are more different than others, but that's all right. We're all different, but we're one body. And when the members of a body are in unity, the body works as it is meant to work. When the, when the members of our body work in unity, when my body works in unity, when, when each part is working together, my body works as it is supposed that the same is true of a church body. And God has got a purpose for us. He's got, a, as a church, I'm talking now, he's got a purpose for this church. He's got a very clear direction in, in where he wants this church to go. But to get there, we must not only recognize that we are one body, but we, we must act like we are one body. 
We must live like we're one body, in unity, in love, in care for each other, in respect for one another, because we're all one body. <clears throat> but Paul writes, these members do not all have the same function. So we're all one body, but we all have different functions, like the geese in the V formation who take their functions very seriously. They know what they're supposed to do. I don't know how they know that, but they do. If one of them doesn't carry out their function, the V-shaped formation might fail, not be as efficient. So I want you to think about this morning, what is your function in the body of Christ? What is your function? Think about it. What should you be doing that maybe you're not doing? And the fact that you're not doing what you know you should be doing actually affects the body. It affects the body. And one thing that might stop us from functioning as we should is when maybe we get upset or annoyed or frustrated about something or or if someone upsets us. Because as well as different functions, we have different personalities, don't we? We're, we're, We're all quite different. And Steve's already mentioned the P word, the preference word. We've got different preferences. And all that is good, and it's great we've got people who are gifted in areas that the others aren't, and it's great that we've got people who have different personalities, because wouldn't it be boring if you're all just like me? Joke. Laugh. <laughs> and it's great we've got different preferences. Is it? Is that great? We've got different preferences? Is it great that someone prefers to worship louder, another person prefers to worship quieter? Is that great? Is it great that someone prefers to sit down and have communion delivered to you, or someone else prefers to come up together and take communion? Different preferences. Someone prefers a preacher in a suit, some other people prefer, it's alright if you wear jeans with holes in. It's all preference. But sometimes different preferences aren't so great, are they? Because sometimes it makes us feel a bit uncomfortable. Oh, I don't, I don't like the way they're doing that. And when we're not getting our way, maybe, or things aren't being done in the way we think they should be done, or at least in the way we think that we, that we would like them to be done, other people's preferences are, are a challenge to us because we all like to get our own way. Most of us, most of the time, want our own way. Not your will be done, but my will, my way. And a massive thing about Christianity is learning to put our preferences aside because Jesus did. Jesus would have preferred not to have to go through the crucifixion, to not go through the mental, physical, spiritual anguish. He prayed it himself in Matthew 26. Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. I wonder when you last experienced your soul being overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death about how loud or how long we sing worship songs for or about the loudness of the drums or anything like that. Paul writes to the Philippians that Jesus, who being in the very nature, in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. 
And we're to be like Jesus, who, again, to the Philippians, Paul writes, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so preferences, for the sake of unity in the body, maybe it's important to put our preferences to one side for the sake of unity in the body. Yes, the new pastor is doing things this way, um, and I don't like it. Not like it was. But for the sake of unity in the body, maybe for the sake of this church functioning as it should, I'm going to put aside that preference and look not only to my own interests, but the interests of others. And the most important, I'll, I'll finish preferences in a minute, but I just need to say this. The most important thing is that we, referen- we recognize what, what is a preference and what is a deal breaker. For example, I'm aware, of course I'm aware, that, that I do communion in a different way than, than maybe you're used to having it done before I came, for which I make no apologies, but I do want to say thank you, thank you for letting me get on with doing things in the way that I feel I should. And I'm guessing, you, guessing that some people here don't find change easy. So thank you. And for, and for other changes that, that you know that I've made, that maybe I, I'm not aware of, that I, I do things differently than, than your previous pastor did, thank you for not stoning me. <laughs> and for letting me get on with it. So from, ser- sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because we do feel welcome. We, you know, we, we're, not, we, we're human, we fail, we mess up, we make mistakes, but thank you for, for having us and, and letting us function in that way. Someone gave me a picture, a word that God gave them about, about, about looking at the bigger picture recently. And I might ask that person to share that word at some point in the future. The bigger picture of, of us as a church is that we would see the, the church strengthened and grown and made effective in reaching the lost. That is why we're, we're here as a church. It's not, to, it's not any of the little smaller things, our preferences. It's the big picture is that we would reach the lost that people would know Jesus and come and worship him. That is the big picture. And we need to keep sight of the big picture. I'll talk more about a football team in a minute, but a football team's ultimate objective is to win games. And they get so sidetracked sometimes with other little nitty-gritty things on the field, they forget about, we've got a game to win here. I'll talk about more about football in a second. So let's keep a bigger picture. Let's know what is a, a, a preference that actually we can live with and what, what is a deal breaker? So if I come here preaching that the only way to be saved is to give me money, that's a deal breaker, right? Just to let you know when that happens, that's a deal breaker. You can stone me for that. So every single one of you, with all your differences, with all your preferences, with all the, all the little quirks, I've got more quirks <laughs> than you, so I can say that, it's, you're all needed, Every one of you is every one of you here is needed by this body of Christ here. You, you are needed. You are valuable to this church. There isn't any one of us that is better than anybody else or is worse than anybody else. We are all on a level playing field. We're all here for each other. We're all valuable. We're all needed. And in some cases, as I've said, we're a bit different, but that, we can live with that. We've all got different functions, and it's really important that we let nothing get in the way of us 
fulfilling those functions. Why we are here. Why are you in this church? What is your function? This church needs you. Finally, Paul writes, For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body. And the last point I want to say is, and each member belongs to all the others. So we are one body with many members. We've all got different functions. And each member, each of you, belongs to all the others. I'm going to ask you to look around at each other again. Do it again. Because you're all so attractive. So you are not only one body, but you belong to each other. The, person, the people that you just saw, you belong to each other. I am yours. Because I'm in your, this body. You are mine. We belong to each other. And this is the truth we've got to get to grips with. Because oh, when we know we belong to each other, when we know that, we treat each other differently. My wife is mine. And I am hers. We care for each other. We take an interest in each other's lives. We pray for each other. But it's not all rosy. Sometimes we have disagreements occasionally. Not often. Only when we're tired. Hang on. We're always tired. I know. But we're human. But it's knowing how to handle those disagreements that is important. Let me talk about football. So a while ago, there's a team called Preston North End. And there's two players, Ian Doyle. Let's just have... Oh, go back to the previous picture. Is there a previous picture? Never mind. There we go. So, <laughs> often we see, when, we, when you watch football, you see scuffles like this break out, don't you? This, this scuffle was, was on the same team. So, Ian Doyle and Jermaine Beckford playing for Preston North End, losing to Sheffield Wednesday. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, Sheffield. Why are you cheering for Sheffield? Oh, was it Pat? Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. Anyway, for whatever reason, they, they were losing. For whatever reason, Ian Doyle and Jermaine Beckford, let's have the next slide, they started fighting. They're on the same team. Frustration boiling over. I'm not quite sure what it was, but the newspaper said this. With Preston failing to convert their chances, frustration spilled over, and the referee brandished straight red cards for violent conduct to Beckford and Doyle. They're on the same team, but they were fighting each other. They weren't working together with the body of the team to achieve the purpose for why they're on the football pitch. They got sent off. Of course, they went on and lost the match. And sometimes frustration can set in if things aren't being done the way we think they should be done. And you, you think you're losing. Like Doyle and Beckford, instead of pulling together and trying harder and, and, and supporting each other in the body and, and working together for that purpose. And so when people belong to each other on a team, in a marriage, in a church, there will be frustrations occasionally. Of course there will be because we've, we've all got preferences. We all think differently about certain things. There will be differences in that way. But what I want us to remember and what I want us to actually act upon is that we're not just in the same body, but in Jesus we are all brothers and sisters. We're family. And the key is... In Jesus. Paul writes in, in Romans chapter 6, For if we, have been, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. We are united. We're united with each other 
but we're united with each other in him. A football team is meant to be united in each other, and there's a strength in that. But we are united with each other in him. He has caused us to be united with each other in him. He is the reason, and there is power and strength in that. So, so what does that look like? What should that look like? Well, we're nearly done. And there's something I want you to do afterwards. What does it look like to be united with each other in Christ? Well, at its basic level, it's recognizing that we're not just here to meet with friends, which we all know. We're not just here to meet with friends. We're here for each other. We're here to belong to each other. We're here to support each other. And not just our friends, but we are one body. We're to support each other in prayer and in deed and in word. And that is our basic function. Our basic purpose of being a body that works together is to support each other. To help, just like the, the formation of geese in, in a V-shape that help each other, that are here for one another, that are rooting for each other. Because sometimes it gets hard, doesn't it? And we need encouragement. And that we, that we are here for each other. We belong to each other. I'll repeat myself. If you want to hear it again, listen to the recording. <coughs> so tonight we're going to pray for some things that have been written down in the prayer room. We're going to pray for some needs. We're going to pray for some prodigals and people to be saved. But this morning, in the last five minutes, instead of singing a final song, I'd like us to spend some time praying for each other as a body that belong to each other. So I'd like you, in a moment, to go and find somebody who you've maybe not spoken to for a long time or somebody that you would not normally sit down and have a cup of tea with afterwards. So you're not allowed to pray with your spouse or your best mate. Go and find somebody that you've not spoken to for a while. Say hello. Ask them what their name is if you need to do that. Ask them how they are. Ask them what you can pray for them for, and then they'll do the same for you. But it has to be somebody that you're not overly familiar with. Any questions? Any objections? Tough. All right, let's go. I hope that you've... Uh... That was good, wasn't it? Excellent. We'll make a habit of doing that. I say we. It's up to you now. So let, let's not um, make this a one-off. We're all one body, all united, working together for the same purpose, with different functions, with different preferences, but all one family, here to support each other. I'm going to pray, and then we can have a cuppa. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for bringing us together into this family. Thank you for saving us. Thank you individually, God, for bringing us into your body, Jesus, that we are united with you, but that in this body of Christ we are united with each other in you, Jesus, and that in itself is a miracle. Thank you for all the different type of people that we are, Lord. You've brought us all together for a reason. It's not chance that we're all here. It's all in your will, Jesus. It's for a purpose. I thank you for how you are taking us forward as a church and where you are taking us to. Help us, Jesus, 
to pull together, to be there for each other, to recognize the function that we have, the purpose that we have in this body, just like those geese helping each other, that we would be flying out and helping each other people. Jesus, we thank you for your plans, and we, we just pray that you would help us in this. Some of us don't find it too easy. Help us to, to talk to each other and to help each other and to pray for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.